everyone. Welcome to Making Sense Out of Autism. We are Pam and Pat, and we're from Beloved Bath, where we make candles and bath products and work with beautiful scents and also make sense out of autism. Our mission is meaningful employment for people with autism. And we co-founded our company because we have young adults with autism and we wanted to give them job opportunities that were meaningful and joyous. So here we are. are. (laughs) So we thought that, um, I think this is our first podcast of the year. So we thought we'd start out with a bang Um, and talk about uh, some goal setting and um, some strategies for goal setting. A couple of weeks ago, it was Pat's birthday and um, we had a little gathering of a couple of friends and we were doing some vision boards. And uh, when I did my vision board, it was all about uh, Justin and trying to move him forward and think about things that could be important for him as he's transitioning from being a uh, teen into adulthood. He's turning 21 this year. So uh, Pat and I decided that we would make a worksheet and come up with some uh, some structure to goal to goal setting. So uh, the first thing that I did was I made a broad goal statement, which is basically my overarching goal. And my overarching goal and desire is for Justin to engage in recreational activities with peers. And this is something that he's dabbled in before, but has not really done with great consistency. Um, And I always look to Pat because John is always busy with his uh, pals, the same kids. And these are kids that Justin knows from Beloved Bath and he does a lot of different activities. So from my broad goal, I decided to come up with a specific goal, which was Justin will join a basketball league with his Beloved Bath crew. So Pat and a few of the other moms of our employees had their kids enrolled in a basketball program. So Justin joined that. And when I decided that he would do that, I broke it down before doing it, before going ahead and doing the basketball, I took the worksheet and I have his specific goal, which would be joining the basketball league. And then I listed all these steps the little increments and the timelines, just a couple of examples, signing up for the basketball, seeing if he enjoys it, increasing the time, because for autism parents, you know that sometimes when you do something, a successful outing for five minutes is a win. So you want to start with something that will be successful, where your kid will meet with success and where you will feel like you've done a good job and not get discouraged. Yeah. I I mean, I just want to interject. I think this is an important step. And I think for families with autism that are listening, you know, you have these big goals and that, you know, they just seem so overwhelming. Like there's no way I'm going to bring Justin to basketball. You know, there's just too many obstacles. It's, you know, when we first started to talk about this, it was, you know, 
it's 40 minutes away. I can't go all the way to Wayne from Maplewood. That right. was excuse number one. You know, So there's all these reasons and all these hardships. I mean, they are real hardships about why families can't take these steps. Or why, like what I think, and looking back at it, I think I kept kicking the can down the road, knowing that this was important, but saying, oh, you know what? No, it's Not a yet. little far. Yeah, I'll wait. do it. Yes. He's 20 years old. Like, right. you know, it, it's, it's almost like the moment is now, today yes. is the day, let's just do it. Right. I always say um, with other aspects of life, just rip the bandaid off. And I feel like this was it, just rip it off and let it go. Yeah. And, and, and I can help me with yeah. the steps to this, which I, I appreciate. Think, and I think for us, especially because mm -hmm. we're at that brink of like 2021, they're all of a sudden they are adults and everything we've worked for, all the steps and the foundation we've put in there to help our kids be successful. It's the test of time. It's now, it's right. now, you know, exactly. So Cause the supports are going to go away soon with the school and this independence that we've been desiring for them is really going to be put to the test. Yeah. And so, you know, one of the things we did when we were at our birthday, my birthday celebration was just talk about, you know, future goals and, you know, what came out of this was this template. And so, you know, really how do we help families take that desire and create very broad goals, but then specific ways to meet those goals. So that you can do it. So, so that, that you can happens. achieve it. And it happens now, not five years from now right. or 10 years from now. And so, you know, we're hoping, hoping that we can share what we have done as part of one of our goals for the year and, you know, right. help other families say, okay, if they can do it with this one goal, maybe I can do it with one goal. And you start with one, start small. You want it to be able to achieve it. And like Pam said, you want to be successful. And so those steps need to be small. So small steps. And I realized something when we were talking about it, I'm a dive right in person. And I, you know, I would say done is better than perfect and just do it. But then when it came to Justin, I wanted everything, all everything to work out beautifully. And Pat said to me, what's the worst thing that can happen? And I said, well, what if he has a tantrum? And she's like, so he has a tantrum. You're in a place that is serving children with special needs and young adults with special needs. So it's not like anyone there has not seen it before. And so that was liberating for me when she said that. And she said, and we'll be there because Pat and the other moms would be there. And I guess I have anxiety about having to handle challenging behavior outside of the home. Mm -hmm. And that was a bit of an epiphany yeah. for me that if I'm in the home or in a familiar place, um, I got it. But put me somewhere where I don't know everything, or I might need to get him to the car, we might need to leave. It was very anxiety provoking for me. So when I made the steps, I obviously the signing up, um, seeing how, you know, I, if he lasted 10 minutes, I would have been fine. I would have been like, yay. <laughs> and which he kept saying, okay, five more minutes, 10 more minutes. But you know what? Justin was having a really he good had time. so much fun. <laughs> Pat took all these great pictures. He was so happy. And um, I set a, a goal aiming for 75% attendance. I did not meet my goal. Um, but I still feel basketball has ended this session. I feel really good about it. I think I hit 50% mm -hmm. and I'm so glad that I did it. And I feel like it's, it's a foundation for Justin and for moving him forward to my broader goal, which is engaging in recreational activities with peers. 
So when I was doing this, my goal, the def, I set a definition for success, which is part of the worksheet. So what does it look like to be successful? What is it measurably? And I said, the definition of success is Tuesdays will be basketball days, just like Monday, Thursday, and Friday are for walking in the reservation. So that was actually, I, I, you know what, I, I did not hit that goal because <laughs> yesterday, as we were racing out the door, Pat said, see you at basketball. And I was like, what? Oh my God, it's Tuesday. I didn't realize. So that is something that I have to work towards for the next time. So I didn't make all of my goals, but I still feel really good about it. And prior to doing this, I set out some motivators for me as the parent and some motivators for Justin. So whenever you do something, what about it is driving you and what about it will drive your child? So for me, seeing Justin enjoy himself was a motivator, knowing that he would need these skills the socialization, the working in a group, the not having the one-on-one -on -one right next to him as he transitions into adulthood. Uh, the, another motivator was the hope that what he learned would carry over to other areas, direction, following. He, he did a great job with yeah. that. I think that's one of the things that, uh, mm -hmm. you know, we, when we do this stuff and we push ourselves a little bit past the limits that we're comfortable with, mm -hmm. we are faced with real success. And so, you know, what we see at basketball is, you know, a very different structure. Both of our kids go to a, you know, pretty strict ABA school. One-on-one. So -on -one. There's one-on-one, -on -one, there's constant support, there's constant direction. In this group, it's not like that. You know, the coaches like seeing very long, you know, sense of like five-step directions and our kids have to follow. And the ability to sit back and watch that happen without someone right there supporting them or manually guiding them is incredible to watch and to see the smiles on their faces, their ability to follow directions. And it's hard as a parent yes. to hang back, but, to hang but back that's what the world it. is that because is you're not going to get that direct no, supervision no, for sure. And you know, when he needed something, so Justin mm -hmm. needed to use the bathroom, guess what? He seeked out someone on the field, not us and asked them to take a him to teen, the bathroom, yeah, a teen, a teen that was helping and he took him. So Which made me completely nervous, <laughs> but it was really great. Uh, my, the last motivator for me, which I think is an interesting one and might hit some people was it, uh, one of my motivations in having Justin do this was to assuage my guilt over not doing more. And that's something that I really always feel like we I all can, carry. I can always <laughs> do more, always do more. And I think I'm a great mom to Justin. And I think I've done so many things that are really important, but I have Pat as my partner and she is a community uh, superstar with John. So I always look to what they're doing and feel like I'm so far behind in that, but I feel like this was a good first step. Yeah. And that's what goal setting is all about. And, you know, leading into that, you know, I do do a lot with John. So we do basketball, we do swimming, we go to the movies, we go to Atlantic city, we go on vacation. However, you know, one of my broader goals, and I know I've spoken to this uh, in the past is that, you know, we had a really bad meltdown slash tantrum, aggressive behavior in the car. 
you know, and so, um, you know, my broad goal statement was for me to feel more comfortable taking John out on my own to enjoy these community-based activities in the car. So oftentimes I have support who will drive John. So it's mm-hmm. the car piece that is very it's funny that it's, anxiety. It's always so different, yes. whatever it Which is. is. You go for car rides for fun. all the time, <laughs> all the time. So finishing out my goal setting, uh, identifying the motivators for Justin. And basically a couple of motivators were it's intrinsic. It's fun. He likes basketball. The extrinsic, I decided to bring some extra good snacks for the car ride home. And he gets pretty used to that when he's finished. And the praise, I think Justin's motivated by peers. And I think he likes to be out of the house. So those were the motivators for him. And then just rounding out the uh, goal setting worksheet, the reinforcement and the reinforcement is for the parent. So uh, I just decided that upon doing this, attempting to do this, I would just treat myself to a new journal. I love to write in my journal and just to get something extra pretty and nice and um, I'm getting that. So I'm excited, (laughs) but it's important, you know, when you, you, when you do something with your children as a parent, um, special needs or otherwise, some, sometimes when things are hard, we say, Hey, listen, if you do this at the end, you know, we'll go to, I don't know, Chuck E. Cheese, or we'll do something, you know, fun and, we need that too. Yeah. So but I think the other important piece is for, you know, for both of us, we have other children that are older and, you know, so you kind of get that socialization or community-based and that reinforcement back. Like when you go, when I used to go to my older kids, soccer games or basketball games, or, you know, we did all these fun things and now they're off of college or they've graduated. And all of a sudden you have all this time that you didn't have. And it, you start to redirect and think about, well, how do I connect with my son with autism so that that rewarding reinforcement comes back to us in the same way. And that is an adjustment. And if anybody tells you it's not, it is. And so, you know, when our twins went away for college, my husband was very depressed because all of that time was now open. And so we made it a goal together to say, okay, well, let's try to fill that void with John having those community-based opportunities. And so basketball is new for us. And we had no idea if he would even like it, but guess what? He loves it. And so, you know, it gives us an opportunity, which both of our husbands came to the Mm -hmm. last practice. And, you know, it's a nice, again, relationship building opportunity for the men as well, because so often they get forgotten in this process. And especially for fathers of boys, you know, when those boys are born, they're expecting to go to those basketball games and go to, you know, go to do all these fun Yankees and Knicks sporting Mm -hmm. events. And then they get a child with autism and they're like oh I can't do that well no you can do that and absolutely right. it might look different it might right. take more time and take more practice <laughs> so so you know again trying to think about that reinforcement as something for you too it's not just about your uh, child with autism it's about a family type of activity that brings joy to both parties and so you know getting back to this template you know this worksheet as Pam went through all her steps I think is very helpful in helping families feel like they have the tools to be able to break it down and move forward and be successful And so, you know, going back to my goal, which is about the car, um, you know, finding my specific goal statement was about feeling more comfortable on long distance car rides with John. 
because as you recall, we had such a bad tantrum in the car where the police came and it was just awful. So I have some trauma. (laughs) I have some trauma in the car. And so every time I'm with the car, regardless of his behavior, I can feel my anxiety rising up. I can feel my heartbeat racing forward. I can feel like, oh, should I have put the barrier back up in the car? And, you know, it's been over three years. And so it doesn't have to be that way, but your feelings are real and they're palpable. And so, you know, more practice opportunities of successful car rides help that go away. So when I go back to my steps and my increments, you know, I am very specific in that, you know, I prepare, meaning that I have reinforcers in the car. So, you know, oftentimes before John has a tantrum, he becomes um, very, very persistent about needs. Like I want this and I want that. And so I want to make sure I have drinks and I have snacks. And so if he's making a request, I'm prepared. Um, I also, you know, show John photos. Again, he's not a reader. So I show him photos Mm -hmm. about where we're going and what we're doing. So he's very clear about where the car ride is going to lead and what the destination is. And then my third step is that- I think that's great, by the way, because I feel like so many times with our kids who have autism, it's just like, okay, let's go. Let's do that. They have no idea where they're going. Right. You wouldn't do that to somebody else. You wouldn't say, just get in the car. Get in the car. (laughs) Everybody knows where you're going. So that's a very important important step. Yeah. Yeah. And then the third thing, which I've realized with the school's help is that, you know, I talk to John in the car and I give him attention in the car because so much of the time when you do tantrums or you get those requests is because they want attention. Mm -hmm. And so why not give the attention before the bad behavior? And so, you know, we're talking about his day or I'm talking about his day and he's saying yes and no and you know we're trying to share and fill him with lots and lots of attention so that he is happy in the car versus trying to grab attention in a negative way you know I didn't even think of that but I do that too in the car with Justin where where I'll say something and I an introverbal it's called where you you know start a sentence and there are certain things that he'll say it allows him to participate Mm -hmm. yep and then just definitely definition for success in mine is very easy. Like I get to my destination right, without, <laughs> without any tantrums. And so, you know, again, sometimes there's short distances, you know, I'm just going to the movies, which are by my house or, you know, to Beth's house so that John can have a play date with Maddie and that's 15 minutes, but then it's my sister's, which is an hour away or the beach house, which is an hour away. And so again, I'm not saying that it feels any less anxiety, anxious for me. Do you feel less anxious if someone's in the car with you? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So this is about me and John being in the well, car alone. Interesting mm-hmm. because it, when I'm out with Justin, I'm less anxious if somebody's with me, not my husband, but <laughs> somebody else. Yeah, for sure. Because you know what? You feel supported. And yeah. if something happens, there's somebody else there, you know? So, I mean, obviously the motivators getting back to this template is for, you know, John to continue to be engaged in community-based activities. And, you know, for those families of younger kids, we cannot stress this enough because you keep saying, oh, when they're older, you know, there's no time now, but practice makes perfect in everything. So the more they're out in the community, the more they can engage without having supports a hundred percent. I wish I had done it. The more successful they're going to be. When we started with our, when our kids um, had early intervention, there was sort of this idea of cramming it all in before the window closed. Remember they would always (laughs) talk about that stupid window at age five, like Uh random and ridiculous. So they'd stay home 
and do discrete trial and work, 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 but not get into the community. And I, I think things have really shifted, but I admire you for all that you do with John in the community. And I think that by doing it early and often, he's at a really good place. And I hope to be able to bring Justin to that place yes. too. So seriously, those five-year-olds, mm -hmm. eight-year-olds, 10-year-olds, 12-year-olds, wherever you are, mm -hmm. please start incorporating that. Even if it's just once a week, twice a week, but the more you do it, the better able your child and young adult is gonna be able to live in the community. Because let's face it, we're not always gonna be here, right? We're gonna love mm -hmm. our children unconditionally, right? Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, we want them to find joy in other things besides being home with us because we're not always going to be there. And so Absolutely. keep that in mind. And going back to motivators for the child and for us, it's about having those happy moments. So if any of you are my Facebook or Instagram friends, you can see I posted John's little drill yesterday in basketball and just how happy he was. And in turn, how happy I was to be able to provide him that kind of experience and for him to enjoy that kind of experience and to be able to be look forward to it. And so reinforcement is just that, you know, having those successful car rides, you know, reduction in requests and obviously elimination of any aggression in the car. Any a, tangible reinforcers that you've got, like, do you ever say to yourself, all right, if we make it, you know, if we have a good car ride or if I'm, if I decide to do this and give your, you know, I mean, I'm, oh, I feel like that's not a problem for me. I always <laughs> give myself tangible reinforcements. And even if it's just going Massage. out to dinner with my husband or getting a hydrofacial last Saturday. Yes. I'm okay. very Pat's good about Pat that. Pat is good at that. That's for sure. <laughs> Something else about setting goals. Uh, when you make your goals public, and tell somebody you're more likely to stick with them. That's a pretty known yes. factor. And I made my goal really public because I was sitting around with some other autism moms whose kids go to basketball and I said it in front of them. And it's harder not to do something when people are expecting you to do it. And also just think about the support. Every single family there, you know, jumped in and said, Pam, we're there, you know, come, you know, you want that support. And, and that goes back to another good concept. So if you have a friend who's in the same, you know, boat as you are doing these goal setting worksheets together, help hold each other accountable, help each other feel supported about it, but more importantly, help you move forward because it is so easy to be isolated and feel stuck. And, you know, it's just, I can't tell you the amount of phone calls I get from families and moms to say, you know, help me. How did you do this? What did you do? And, you know, it's just, it's just so helpful to feel like you're not alone and to be able to draw upon other people's skill sets to help move you forward. So if you don't, if you're not lucky enough to have, you know, Pat and I have each other and we have a little, you know, we've got a circle of our autism friends, but there are always support groups that you can join if you seek out an activity for special needs children or adults, there are likely to be other parents and caregivers there so you can meet yes. them. And no, we're here. I mean, seriously, Absolutely. you can email us. You can you make call a sheet. Us. We'll take a look yes, at it if yes. you want to. I mean, we're calls. here to support and we really do want to help other families feel more successful and able throughout their journey. And you don't have to be perfect, you just have to be there. It's like that. Um, that poem in the arena, you know, the bruised and battered, failing many, many times, <laughs> fail your way to success. I don't know, all of those things, but it never has to be perfect. It just 
do it. Just try and right. squeeze out the success, squeeze out what you can to feel successful and to feel motivated right. because. And even if it's not successful, don't let it bring you down because you know what? The worst that can happen, happen. And then it's over. And luckily we forget about it. And but forward. even if, right. But even if the worst thing happens, you survive it. Yes, you do. And you so that's a it. win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sure. it, there's, it's total win. And I'm looking at my little, um, when we did our little vision boards, I did a little vision book and um, I cut out some words brave enough to move forward. And then Pat was so sweet and she put some pictures from Justin doing basketball and, and the date. So you can remember your success. Dates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just keep it because you can forget all of the yes. good things or maybe grab a journal right. and just jot down all of the successes yes. that you have. So we have these goal setting worksheets. If anybody's interested in having a template. Um, yeah. We'll email yeah, it to you. you, email, you yeah, email Pat at beloved bat. Yep. Pat at beloved And we can email you this worksheet. And if you have any questions or feel like you need support or would like to talk about any of the things we spoke about today, we'd be more than happy to speak to you. So just let us know. And thanks for listening. Thanks.